Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the Touchdown Nerdcast, featuring our two best nerds, Frank and Jordan. Jordan's got a dog. Um. I am who we call Pump Mountain. Everybody here can refer to me as Pump Mountain. Can you explain your name first? Yeah, please. Um, I basically got the name at the gym because I was lifting so much weight. I was looking really, really yoked. And this group of guys just came up to me and they were just complimenting me on my physique. And like, look at that pump. Look at that pump. You're huge. You're huge, man. Can you prove that you were actually lifting that much? Yeah, I was like, I was benching like prove? 225, like 45 times. I don't know what Can the combine prove? record is, but it was close to the combine record. It's around there, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I can just check on her. I'll leave her out. I'm staying out here for at least 30 to 45 minutes. So I'll watch her. Look, look at this. I know. Look at this dog owner doing his thing. What's your puppy's name again? Charlie. Charlie, that's right. <clears throat> Charlie on camera. Where's Charlie at? She's a little big for me to pick up. You, you need to start lifting iron like me. Maybe one day your name can be Pump. We're doing a podcast, so. Say hi, mom. Work. <laughs> oh, nice. You use your gaming headset too. Why doesn't Frank have a gaming headset? Not cool. Not cool enough. He'll, he'll, he'll work on it, you know. Jordan, you sound very clear. Do I? Yeah, you sound good. Um, you see the trade or the signing? I mean, of Yannick last night. Did. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. The best uh free agent left on the market. Do you do you That's think that makes place. the Bears more likely or less likely to make the playoffs? Obviously more likely. I feel yeah, like every it doesn't, piece out. doesn't hurt their chances, that's for sure. I feel like that was a big missing piece this uh off season was no defensive end and they finally bring him in. Yeah, I agree with that. People are I don't know why they didn't do it sooner. Well, they are saying that he has like bounced around from team to team and no one's re-signing him. So like what's wrong with him that nobody else is signing this guy? You know, nobody signs him for multi-year deals. Is he like bad locker room juju or I don't know. One of his statistics been the last couple seasons. I wish I knew how to spell his name. He's had at least eight eight sacks every season. Yeah, at least eight sacks every season. How do you spell his name? <laughs> that that doesn't help. That doesn't help me. Let me see here. Ah, there it is. 
that's how you spell it. There it is. He was on what the Colts most recently. Oh, he's yeah. only been in the league for two years. Oh, he's been in the league for like five years. Okay. Just shows his last two years. Oh, he's been in the league for a while. You're right. Yeah. Jaguar. Jaguar for four. Mm-hmm. Vikings and Ravens in the same season together. He did his like rookie deal probably, and then he's bounced around since then. But I don't know. I feel like based on what it looks like with his numbers, that he's a he's like a Mark Anderson from the Bears. Mark Anderson, Leonard Floyd, kind of a situational edge rusher. Right. Doesn't, no. doesn't look like he's a full-time player. Probably doesn't play the run very well. Right. Probably has two interceptions. <laughs> Probably only on the field on like known passing downs. Yeah. <clears throat> that could be why he's bounced around a little bit. Yeah. It's better than uh, what we have, though, with our season high sacks from the Bears at what was it? Four, four sacks by our strong safety. Well, I think that's the. I think team. that's the. I think that's the problem, though. If I'm watching like the Bears, is you got a guy like Leonard Floyd who they couldn't figure out how to situationally use, and then he goes to the Rams system and dominates. Like, are they going to be able to use this type of guy in their system? Maybe that's the reason why this guy's been not picked up or bounced around is that he has to fit a right system to be able to be successful. Was he with the Colts when Matt Eberflus was the defensive coordinator of the Colts? That was last year, right? Matt Eberflus came from the Colts last season, right. so he would have been there. But it's, so it's really like two years ago. Were they both there two years ago? Cause, two years ago, he was with the Raiders. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think it would make a big difference if... Uh, Yannick and Coach Eberflus had been together for at least one year and had like a performance, but if they never were together at the same time. Yeah. I think time will tell with that guy. I mean, I don't think it's a bad signing. The Bears have the money to spend, so you might as well see what you get out of it. But uh, there's probably a reason why he's been on the free agent market for so long too. But I feel like with edge rushers, if – you know what your job is and you're planning and you're playing at that high of a level. Like you could basically come into any training camp, any team in the NFL and be like, yep. Yep. My job is to beat tackles around the edge and sack QBs. So hopefully it just uh, is more of the same. I would take eight sacks versus uh, whatever we had last year. Yep. Frank, what do you think? Oh, yeah, we need all the help we can get. Are you kidding me? Um, we're the first overall pick. Well, we traded it, but worst team in the league. One of the worst defenses that we've seen in a long time. I mean, there was no pressure. So hopefully he's, uh at least does something. It's only a one-year deal, and we have the money to spend. Yeah, it says that he was a uh, – the issue with him is he can't stop the run. He's only a third-down pass rusher. 
<clears throat> but again, the Bears could use that. If you get the money to spend, you might as well. There are probably other teams that didn't want to spend that on just a third down rusher. Yeah. Low risk deal. Like I'm I'm it was ten million for the year, but I mean that's the type of guy that if you're gonna pay him four years like forty million, he better be an every down player. I'm not paying a contract to a guy for yeah a third of the plays that he's going to be on. Yep. I think it's a low-risk deal, and they had the money to spend. Yeah, I agree with that. Hiring a mercenary. Frank, are you already hard at work? Of course. Yeah. He looks really hard at work. Frank is a, a programmer, and he's just coding away as we speak. He looks like he's playing video games. I wish. <laughs> he's like, I'm working so hard. I think we could play. We could be playing video games right now. Right. We could. He's like, I heard about those Twitch streamers. <laughs> yeah. A couple grand a month. He's like, I'm going to double down. I'm going to podcast and play my game at the exact same time. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Right, you want to uh, talk about some QBs on episode one? Yeah, what do you want to know? <laughs> I think who's we... your top quarterback this year, Jordan? Patrick Mahomes. Go figure. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Jalen Hurts are probably the three that I'm still going at the top with. Yeah, especially I think... with uh, Burrow's issues lately, or. Yeah, that one worries me a little bit. I think I don't think it's that serious of an injury, but anytime that somebody goes down in training camp is never a good sign. But I think you've got Mahomes and Josh Allen who finished in the top four of the last three years in a row. So to me, those are the top two guys that I'm looking at. And I don't think either one of them is going to struggle with the offense that they have. I think Jalen Hurts is probably going to have a huge year again too. I think the problem is that I'm not reaching for a quarterback, though, if I'm in a fantasy football draft. I mean, Where are you taking a quarterback? I'm probably waiting until round five or six before I'm pulling the trigger on a quarterback. I think Justin Fields may finish in the top five, and I don't think that he's going to go before the fourth round. Um, I mean, you got Justin Herbert that everybody reaches on. I think Justin Herbert last year was a top four-round quarterback draft, and he finished 11th in fantasy points. So, I don't know. His yeah. points weren't. You had a Lamar Jackson finish at 14th, Aaron Rodgers at 13, Herbert at 11. I just think you can get a guy like Trevor Lawrence or Kirk Cousins or Justin Fields in the fifth or sixth round, and their points aren't that far off from what your top five or six guys got last year. Well, with our league setting, Herbert finished ninth. <clears throat> okay. Um, Gino was actually top five. Yes, Where do you Gino. see him finishing this year? I don't think he's going to finish top five this year. I think he's With our league settings, I'm... once again, they got him projected at 15th. Does that sound about right? Or I think that's high? a little low. I think he's a top 10 guy, probably. I think I'd have him in that second tier, 5 to 10, maybe like the ninth or 10th quarterback. I'd feel comfortable like if Geno Smith was there in like the 6th or 7th round, I'd take him. But I'm not taking him ahead of that. I'm not taking him ahead of guys like guys that finished below him last year. I'm taking 
I'm taking Fields, Cousins, Lawrence, Herbert, Rogers, Lamar, probably even a guy like Tua, Dak, Kyler Murray. I'm probably taking all those guys before I would take Geno. Yeah, you got Geno even lower than 10th, it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't argue that he should probably be in that spot, just what he did last year. I just see regression happening. I mean, maybe maybe he builds off that. I just I don't see him finishing better than what he did last year. Yeah, that was a very good season by him. Yeah. yeah. And I think that they're really going to heavily rely on their running game this year like they did last year, but I think they were going to rely on it even a little bit more this year. I think he's capable of repeating that performance, but I agree that like people go up and they go down, and I could see Gino just staying like exactly where he's at and finishing between like six and twelve. Yeah, yeah. I just considering don't think... drafting capital, you know, spending a huge round pick on Herbert just for him to also fall you know, finish the season at like 12. It's not worth the risk at that point in a draft to go after him. No, I think the other thing people forget with somebody like Geno Smith is he's in a tough division. I mean, you've got the Rams and Niners defense twice each a year. I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't like that matchup for him. Like, I'd rather Justin Fields because he's going to go against a bunch of bad defenses this year with Green Bay's defense, Minnesota, and Detroit. I don't know. I've seen some things with – I've seen some projections for Fields to be the top one or two quarterback fantasy scoring quarterbacks this year. But I don't know. I think he comes with some risk, too. I'm not taking – I don't think I'm taking Fields in the top four either. (laughs) No, I would not. Definitely not. So my question is, if we all agree Patrick Mahomes is QB1, how much is that a difference over the course of his season? I feel like Travis Kelsey, compared to every other tight end, is a huge advantage week to week. Agreed. I sort of feel like Patrick Mahomes is in that territory where – he is significantly better week to week than even Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts. I mean, I don't know. I I mean, mean, people reach the Kelsey in the first round is Patrick Mahomes. Like, yep, he's worth it because he's going to get me 50 points more than even number two. I think, honestly, my guy that I would take up there with him, depending on where he's going to go in the draft, is Jalen Hurts. I mean, you look at the total fantasy points for all those guys this year. You had 428 for Patrick Mahomes, 412 for for Josh Allen, and 384 for Jalen Hurts. And Hurts actually averaged the most a week with 25.6. Mahomes was at 25.2, and Jalen Hurts did not play week 16 and 17, and in week 18 which I guess week 18 would have been the postseason, right? No. I mean, with the bye week, week 18 is considered the last game. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep. In the last game of the year for him, he didn't even play a full game. He had not, That was the only week that he went sub-double-digit fantasy points. 
and he also didn't play in two of the other weeks, and he was barely outside these points that Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes put up. So are you saying that you think that, you know, Jalen Hurts isn't that far off of Patrick Mahomes? No, I think with his rushing upside, I mean, you look at some of the weeks that he put up. I mean, the best week that Patrick Mahomes put up was 35 points. And Jalen Hurts had a 36-point week. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the difference you're looking at is like the number of points some of these guys put up from week to week. I mean, if you're really going off of like who's got the ability to really go off, I mean, you look at the couple weeks for some of these top quarterbacks, like I think the difference is Patrick Mahomes consistently and Josh Allen consistently and Jalen Hurts consistently were putting up good numbers each week. Even Joe Burrow was a consistent floor guy. And had some huge weeks. I mean, he had a 39-point week. But, I mean, I think, like, I'm I'm selling in for, like, take your weeks where he's not going to be great. But Justin Fields, man, two 40-point weeks. I mean, that's going to win you a week on its own. And for a guy that's not going to get taken in that top four or five rounds, that's who, that's who I'd be okay taking in round, like, five or six if he's still on the board. I think that I feel like there is I an argument. I can't so I can talk. You want me to talk inside? <laughs> yeah. I think that there's an argument to be said of like you could draft Mahomes round one because he's like the most guaranteed thing. Mahomes appeared on over 22% of championship teams in ESPN leagues last year. Um, That was the the best, the most common of the uh, quarterbacks. Um, The next being Jalen Hurts at 18%. Um, And after that, Josh Allen was all the way at 15%. Um, To me, it makes Mahomes a little bit more worth it knowing that he's going to give you, like you know what you're getting. Um, he's been there. He's done it. Um, yeah, it's it's just, I mean, it's definitely the way to go. It's just how soon and how much are you willing to pay in draft capital for him. So, And what are you sacrificing um, in terms of other positions in order to get him? And it's worth I mean, it. So, I mean, I think you see the league, like how drafts are going, change. Like, I mean, if you go five years ago, it's running back, running back. Like mm-hmm. quarterbacks, a uh, last thought, tight ends, a last thought. Receivers started to kind of push the issue depending on PPR, half point, full point. And now this year, you're seeing like the first five picks in the draft could be three receivers, a tight end, and a wide out or, or and a running back. Like, I think the draft strategy has changed a lot the last couple of years. I don't know that there's a certain strategy that works better than the other. It would just hard be hard for me in any kind of PPR format to take a quarterback over a wide receiver, a tight end, or a Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, especially in the first round, for me at least. Um, <clears throat> unless you're at the tail end of the first round where you're, you're going to come back around and you're guaranteed another stud. 
Um, but either way, you're still gonna you're gonna be uh, picking through the pile for a running back or, or another elite yeah. wide receiver. I mean, if I'm the tenth or twelfth pick in the draft, I don't think it's outlandish to be like, hey, if like a God forbid somehow and these guys aren't going to fall. But like if Cooper Cup fell to me at the last pick in the first round and then Patrick Mahomes is sitting in the second, I don't know that that's not a bad option to go Cup and Patrick Mahomes with the back end of a draft. But No, it'd be good. Um, I don't know that that's how most drafts are working out these days. But, you know, if I'd be ecstatic if I end up with Cup and, and Mahomes 12 and 2.1. Yeah, but, well, and I think I've seen like Tyree Kill go at the back end of it. Like, even though they're not on the same team, I wouldn't be upset taking Tyree Kill and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I just think, like Andy said, I would never have thought of taking a tight end before round four or five. But if Travis Kelsey is sitting there at six or seven or five, I might take Kelsey over taking a quarterback because I think from week to week, Kelsey's numbers versus the next tight end aren't even close to each other. And you're going to yeah. find like I could put Justin Fields next to Patrick Mahomes week to week and he could outperform them. There's obviously going to be consistency issues with that, but that's exactly where I was going to go with this. There's the also thing of Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey play on the same team. And statistically they put up more fantasy points than anybody else at their position. Their floors are higher. You know, Kelsey's putting up 60 to 80 points more than tight end two. Mahomes is putting up 50 to 60 points more than QB two, depending on your league format. I believe Kelsey would, has been going and recently and will continue to go in round one. Right. I think he has to. Right. And I would never have thought that a year or two ago that you'd take a tight end in the first round, but, but if he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a wide he's a wide he's a wide receiver one. So at, he's that much of an advantage. So let's say you're drafting at the ninth overall pick, and you're like, I can grab Travis Kelsey right now, and you come back oh, around it, right? And then so then your next pick is what eleven. In a ten-man no, format? No, no, nine. So you're, he's the ninth pick. So then the next pick he's at would be, you would 13. have his fifteen. Thirteen or fifteen. Nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Like fifteen or sixteenth overall. So you're, okay. so you grab Kelsey at nine, and then you have the option to stack Patrick Mahomes, who's also like a fifty-point advantage over every other QB. Would you? do that draft strategy of just tight end QB immediately and grab the two highest floor players at those positions. I wouldn't say no. I think it depends on what the rest of the league looks like and who's still sitting there. Like, I, I think if somehow like a guy, like, I mean, if somehow like Cooper cup or Tyree kill were sitting there at 15, I'm probably going Kelsey and one of them. Or if somehow there's a running back that shouldn't be there, I'm probably going those two before I take a quarterback. But, I mean, it would be tempting to take Mahomes if he's sitting there, if you've already drafted Kelsey. I think the problem, like Frank said, is, yes, Kelsey counts as a wide receiver if you're looking at his points, but you still have two wide receiver spots and two running back spots to fill, and you have not taken one until the late third round now. Yeah, but 
let's uh, you pick Kelsey at nine, Mahomes at sixteen, whatever it is. You have to imagine that you know the top six wide receivers have already been taken, right? If you're picking those two, the top six yeah. have already been taken. So then you're looking at like tier two wide receivers who are basically finishing anywhere between 200 and 240 points. Like they're all in the same range. Same case with running backs. Yeah. Like you're, there's still going to be a handful of guys who are still right at like the 200 points in a season mark. And really it just depends on the year, how high they finish. So maybe you have no studs at those positions, but there's no, nobody else is going to get you that point differential that Kelsey and Mahomes get. Yeah. Hold on one second. I have two other thoughts, Frank. Do you think Jalen Hurts has just as good of a season? I feel like his running back room is not any better. So I think Jalen Hurts is just going to continue to vulture touchdowns all year long. I agree with that. Agree 100% with that. My other thought is, is there any chance that Lamar Jackson returns to form and he is a thousand yard rusher, three thousand something yard passer? Or I think there's the, a chance. Do you think he can I stay healthy? That's the question mark. I mean, I think that I think the abuse he's taken over the last couple of years, I don't trust it. I mean He's a guy that I'm not reaching for, but I'm also not upset if I wind up with him. Yeah. I mean, I think that's my big thing right now is like when we're talking about like if I got Kelsey at pick six, seven, somewhere around there, and then in the back end of that draft, I can take Stefan Diggs, Devontae Adams, or CD Lamb. I'm probably taking those two in my first two picks and hoping somehow uh, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes falls to the third round. And if they're not there, I'm waiting till like round five or six to see if Lamar's there or Fields is there or take a Trevor Lawrence. Now, so our league, right, that we're all in, um, it's pretty standard in terms of positions, uh, no defense, no kicker. And then half point PPR, um, but we're doing a, a four keeper auction. So, how much are you willing to pay for a quarterback? Assuming, knowing that some of these studs are going to be kept, like Mahomes, Allen, um, definitely some of the other guys. Who are you? Who are you hoping to to get, and what are you willing to pay? You guys have been in the league longer than I have. I think that ultimately you have the tier of like if I let J.K. Dobbins go to the auction, somebody's mm-hmm. going to pay $60 for him. Uh, right. I, I don't see a receiver getting paid 60 bucks for it, and I definitely don't see a quarterback going for 60 So 
that's kind of my dilemma in the league right now is do I hold on to my three running backs knowing they're going to cost more to get and I can bid for receivers and quarterbacks or do I keep two receivers and keep two running backs and have to bid on a like third third string running back I think it's tough too when you have what two flex spots on top of the two receivers and two running backs I mean you've got a pretty deep league and it's 12 teams I mean there aren't a ton of players left so Right. You're going to see around 48 guys kept, um, which inflates the value for most of these other high-end guys. Um, like last year, we saw DeAndre Swift go for $65, yes. right? which is almost half of your salary. Um, kind of crazy. Brees Hall, rookie running back, tend to go for a lot. And he went for 60 Uh Dobbins last year went for 38 You can okay. see him go for around the same if not more or less. Um, just to give you a feeling, Michael Pittman Jr. went for 48. Oh, okay. So, so there was pretty good money spent on go. Yeah. That's, um, so that's, that's, I guess, my dilemma is like, is Amari Cooper going to cost me more to try to re-auction draft than J.K. Dobbins? Because that's what I'm hung up on. I know who I want to keep outside of that. That last spot's coming down to, am I keeping Cooper or Cortland Sutton or am I keeping J.K. Dobbins? Mm-hmm. I mean, Mari Cooper last year went for 16. Yeah. So let's find who was the highest paid quarterback. I could see B. John Robinson going for 70 plus. Yes. Considering that's people are probably saying what I'll spend on him. People are saying they're gonna. He's gonna be a top 10 guy as a rookie. I just. Right. I don't know. And in a deeper league, when you get to have him for the rest of his career. That's you know, true. You might make a I'm sacrifice a, one I'm year. Spending a I'm spending 120 on him. <laughs> I'm gonna outbid. Year. I'm gonna outbid Frank. <laughs> you probably will. <laughs> Last year, uh, our highest paid quarterback was Justin Herbert at 40. Um, I imagine he'll be kept. Lamar went for 36. Joe Burrow went for 26. So some of these other guys. You know, people are willing to pay for it, and then it drops off significantly where everyone else is like under 10 bucks. Um, so you definitely have that trade off. Are you willing to get a tier two guy, maybe a high end tier three guy for, you know, six or seven bucks and, you know, lose the chance at some of these other studs? Um, I mean, once again, it's that trade off. We don't have the rounds, but you're, you're losing your budget. Um, so you can you can pay up for uh, Bijan and lose out on some other studs, but maybe you're playing for two years down the road. Charlie. Don't let that dog bark. I think my thing is, in Andy's league specifically, I would never keep Dak Prescott, but if I can rebuy him for eight bucks, I wouldn't be upset with him being my quarterback, depending on what the rest of my team looked like. Yeah. yeah, I think he's Dak is the perfect like high value guy that you can get way later. Like their the team Dallas you took offense over. can put on like four thousand yards a season easily, and if Dak Prescott is you know you know going for five bucks and competing for like top eight upside. What was Frank saying about the team I take over? 
the team you took over has kept Dak Prescott like every year. That's stupid. <laughs> that's a, I that's do a fourteen dollar valuation. <laughs> I don't. I don't see anyone out of even Cortland Sutton on the on my team who I'll probably not keep. I don't see him going for what less money than what Dak would cost me to buy him again. Yeah, and Cortland Sutton cost fifty one dollars last year. Fifty one dollars last year. Fifty one. To be fair, That's my people story. thought the season would go way different for the Broncos <laughs> than what it did. Yeah. There's a well, lot I of hype with go. the Russell Wilson trade. I, I think it'll go better this year. I just think it's one of those that, like, I don't know, Amari Cooper to me has better consistency possibilities with the second season with Deshaun Watson than I see Cortland Sutton. I mean, I think Jerry Judy's going to steal a ton of big weeks from Sutton. I just think Judy's a flashier, better wide out than than what Sutton is and you'd think with Sean Payton that the Broncos and Russell Wilson will be better but Russell Wilson's still Russell Wilson so Frank I'm looking at who's available for you know eligible to be worth keeping in our league and I'm coming up with five QBs on these rosters You got Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, and Justin Herbert. I think that sounds about right, but some of these teams are stacked, and I could see them not keeping one of their quarterbacks. I agree. Josh Allen will be kept regardless of who's on the team. Um that team has almost no running backs, so he's being kept. Uh, Brady retired. I can't see somebody keeping Rodgers. No one's keeping Tua or Kirk. Herbert will probably be kept. Um, the thing we'll with Herbert. AJ Brown, Herbert, McCaffrey. Mark Andrews, Cooper Cup. Like, Herbert might be the odd man I don't man know now. that I'm keeping Herbert. Yeah, you're probably, no, you're probably keeping Herbert. I'm, they paid a ton of money for him last year. Um, my guess is they did that for a reason. Um, they want to keep him for a low low cost. Um, I see Kyle keeping A.J. Brown, Herbert, Cup, and McCaffrey. That's the way I see that going down. Those are four um, pretty good keepers. <laughs> yeah, you start off your league with that, that core, and you're already looking very solid. If I had Cup um, and McCaffrey, I'd be good just with that. Right. Some of these other guys, like a Joe Burrow, um, I could see Joe Burrow being kept because that team, they were very strong, but they've dropped off. Uh, you maybe see him keeping Saquon. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen with Jonathan Taylor. It's hard to decide right now if, we, if you're going to keep him. So, I mean, there's a, there's a chance Joe Burrow gets kept. Um, so, I mean, some of these guys have keepers, uh, who don't necessarily have super strong teams. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, I don't have any quarterbacks. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, isn't Andy, aren't you keeping Justin Fields? That's a great next question. (laughs) I was going to say, can we come from the man who kept Mitchell Trubisky? 
I'm never going to hear the end of that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you kept two quarterbacks that year. I'm pretty uh, sure he kept. You can only play this. one. I don't think that was true. But was it the year you kept Lamar Jackson and Trubisky? I do not believe I've ever kept two QBs. The fantasy football podcast world is going to listen to this man about the quarterback talk today. Just letting everyone know, kept Mitchell Trubisky. Hey, I didn't say I was good at fantasy football. <laughs> this isn't a. This isn't like an advice show. This is just a commentary show. <laughs> Andy's on here telling people what not to do. Don't follow my draft strategy. <laughs> I mean, I can just see teams keeping QBs where they're weak in other positions. But I agree with yep. that. Like Patrick Mahomes it. is keepable when you have the rest of that roster. But Justin Herbert isn't keepable when you have Christian McCaffrey, Mark Andrews, Cooper Cup, and AJ Brown. Like, it's so Andy kept that first season, Mitch Trubisky and Deshaun Watson. That's okay. I knew it was one of those quarterbacks, <laughs> along with Robert Woods. Hey, <laughs> so. I'm a Chicago fan. Okay. Hey, how many of those guys are on your team now? I'm not saying it was a smart decision. I'm just saying it. <laughs> it, it was emotionally motivated <laughs> okay before uh, we end this uh, podcast episode one do you think that I currently owning Justin Fields is he worth keeping 100% well, looking at your team looking at your team I could see you keeping yeah he's definitely worth keeping for you um Depending on what you want to do with your tight ends, I know you were you were big on Kyle Pitts. Do you think he's? I mean, that's a topic for another conversation. But if you if you think he's worth keeping again, um, then you could keep him. A couple wide receivers. You don't really have any good running backs, so I mean, Justin Fields seems like a no brainer for you. I think um, Fields is my first keep on that team besides Garrett Wilson. Yeah, I mean, I I can't see keeping Chase Claypool. Maybe Dotson, maybe Pickens. I mean, Garrett all Wilson's those guys, probably your strongest chance. Kevin all those Ridley. guys you could get for what twelve to fifteen bucks, probably in the right. auction. Yeah, I think Justin Fields is going to be pushing for top five fantasy numbers at the end, with the possibility to be the number one spot. So I'm not. I would keep Justin Fields if I had Fields on my team right now. I'm probably keeping him and letting a. Cortland Sutton, Cooper, Dobbins go back into the free agency, and that's coming from somebody who doesn't really want to draft a quarterback that high, but I don't know. I think Justin Fields, this is the make-or-break year for him, and I think with the uh, people he's got around him, I could see him being the top two or three quarterback at the end of fantasy football here. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm time to kind of split on him, being that it is my own team. Like I think I think Garrett Wilson is my lock number one guy I'm keeping. He has to be. That guy's back end first round, early second round right now in most of the drafts. Number two is probably Kyle Pitts. Why it's, do you love Kyle Pitts so much? I think he like set the single single record for like rookie tight end production. Only um Ditka, I think he was it's a second all-time to Mike Ditka in yards by a tight end as a rookie. 
So if you're talking about people drafting Travis Kelsey, like sixth overall, and Kyle Pitts has the same ceiling as Travis Kelsey at tight end. But like he has I own, yet to I, put up those kind of numbers on any week. Yes, he has. Like that's what I'm that's what I'm looking at at Kyle Pitts. How many weeks has he gone over twenty? Not a lot, but he also like had you've got a, Kelsey that's got thirty point weeks. It's his, it's a QB problem and not a Kyle Pitts problem. Well, that's, and that's part that's of the problem. You still got you still got Desmond Riddler as your quarterback going in this year, and you just drafted a running back who you, you came off of is twenty two, and if his future looks like Kelsey's, and I get to keep ownership of him for ten more seasons in which he might be a positional advantage. That's why I'm keeping him. Kyle Pitts was the... uh, Kyle Pitts on mine was the 33rd highest scoring tight end this past season. Yeah, no, I know he was garbage. (laughs) This is a a keeper league. They had issues. They had issues, but my big yeah. thing is like if it's between if it's between Justin Fields or Kyle Pitts, to me it ain't even close. <laughs> I mean that's that's just I I, yeah. I think that you got guys like I I mean you see where George Kittle's going in some of the drafts. I take George Kittle before I take Kyle Pitts, and that guy's not gonna that guy's gonna be a later round pick. I mean I take Cole Komet before I take Kyle Pitts. Right. I just think strategy wise, you have a you have a decent chance of throwing him back. And getting him for relatively cheap, knowing knowing what what he did last year. And I don't think anything's cleared up for him this year. You had like basically an undrafted running back go for a thousand yards this year on Atlanta's offense, and you just bring in the flashiest, best running back prospect that anybody's seen since like Lashawn McCoy. And you you could possibly have a guy that's going to run for 1,200 yards and a backup running back that's going to run for 800 yards and a quarterback who also can run a little bit. And, I mean, you have you have their wide receiver number one who was putting up decent numbers too. I just – I don't think there's enough fantasy production to go around that would warrant me keeping Pitts if I had a better option. <clears throat> if Kyle Pitts is on fucking Miami or he's on te- – or, or on Buffalo – that's a different conversation. <laughs> yeah, right. For sure. Yeah, I think it's just like, how do you see the future playing out? And I mean, look at TJ. If look Pitts at is Hawkins. still if Pitts is still top five tight ends this year, like he's ranked top five, right? And he's, his he's future is still brighter. In a, and his future is still brighter than everybody else. I don't like. All right, let's look at uh, look at 2001 with Kyle Pitts. He finished ninth in tight ends. Um, he had three weeks where he went double-digit points, and his highest was 17.9. You had TJ Hawkinson last year put up 33 in one week. I mean, Dallas Godert had a 30-point week. Like It's a touchdown-based thing, so I feel like the touchdowns are coming. I think he put up over 1,000 yards, but only three touchdowns. Yeah, but how is he going to score touchdowns when you have two running backs and a quarterback that can take that away? Like, that's what I don't like about that situation. Well, to be debated on another <laughs> uh, episode. We're going to talk tight ends next week? <laughs> I mean, if this keeps going. Um, thanks, Frank. Thanks, Jordan. Um, 
I will talk to you guys on the other side of this and uh, we'll see if we can't get this posted today. Catch you on the flip side. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Later, boys.